Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Atlanta, what's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. Mike, I'm sick of the rain. Can we say it? I am done, finished. I don't care if it doesn't rain for like six months and we're in a drought. I'm sick of it. Yeah, it just you know it just puts you in a mood. It put today again driving and traveling. Of course, rain, so nobody knows how to drive. You know you got. And by the way, let me just get this off. Let me I'll do my Peter Griffin. I'll tell you, car what grinds my gears on a Thursday. Anybody who drives an electric or a battery powered car is guaranteed to be in the left lane going less than the speed limit. Yeah, but those it's cars, almost like guaranteed. Yeah, but those cars move. They they're quick. They're fast, aren't yeah, they? If only the owners would operate them in that manner. <laughs> I yeah. swear, if I see an electric car in the left lane going slow again, I swear, need two, two like, 50 cals on the hood. I digress. But you're right. It just gets you in a frame of mind. You're like, oh, let's get through the sunshine, yeah, man. I know. We live here. I agree. Uh, so, listen, we're here to brighten up your day. Yeah. All right? That's what we're going to do. We've got five hours to do it, and we've got a lot to talk about and a lot to get to. Um, last night, before we talk about this game, there was a picture posted after the game last night. You might have seen it on social media. It's on Trey's social media. Mm-hmm. Where it's a picture of the entire team. Now, Trey looks very happy, okay? Right. The team looks very happy. Nate's in the picture. Where? Isn't Nate in the picture? Nate's in the picture. <laughs> Nick Van Axel's in the picture. I mean, John Collins is making silly faces. Everybody. Oh, yeah. It was like, where's Waldo? He's below Trey. I don't right. to follow him again. Everybody yeah. is in the picture. And here's the point that I'm getting to. Um, this was, in my opinion, Mike, a celebration of 3,000 assists. Trey, Trey mm-hmm. got to that milestone last night. Congratulations. And so you take a picture with your crew because this is who I achieved it with. Right. Everybody smile on three. Say, hey, man, one, two, <laughs> three. But there's rumors out there that, you know, Trey may be, not be happy. And in the offseason, he may be wanting to seek a trade. And, I, guys, I'm not going to dive into this and go crazy today. All I'm going to say is, I don't know if there's any truth to that. I don't know if Trey necessarily, who just got paid, Mike, who just got his max deal, is wanting to put extra pressure on the Hawks um, if this team doesn't you know, necessarily make the playoffs. Or for that matter, you're in a play-in tournament right. again. I do know this. In a couple of years, he will look at this team, and he is the star, whether you think he is or is not. And you saw the difference last night when he was on the floor. Mm-hmm. He will look at this team and say, can I win a championship here? And he will legitimately have every right to say that based on the fact that he's been here. He's given them time to build it. And I don't know, Mike, if this management team's in over their head. We're about to find out with the right. trade deadline. Now, again, we know there's, you know, there's a little bit of, I mean, by my definition of dysfunction, there's dysfunction in the front office. But if they can pull off a coup, if they can make something happen, the thing is, guys, the NBA trade deadline, I think people kind of feel like it only operates with one team, their team. 
there are, let's be honest, half the league playoff eligible because of the play-in game. Now, some owners are going to throw up the white flag. But I just read an article today in the, in the Miami Herald. They may shop Kyle Lowry, who's been very inconsistent. They may want to make a move. Uh, there's a couple of trade rumors that are floating around out there, but Miami's ahead of us. You know, as, as people that we got to beat. Are, are the Knicks going to do something? Because they're kind of floundering again a little bit, you could argue. But who's going to be making moves? Are we going to be able to trump those moves? Are these moves going to be more than just cosmetic or real game changers or put us in another level? Because that's the question. I want to see some action. I, I, and, again, I just don't want to make moves to make moves. we got to get better. So that's out there. But I know a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, nice picture. What do you want? He hit. He just achieved a milestone. 3,000 assists. Let me take a snapshot. Hey, this is my crew. You put that up on the wall somewhere right. down the road. And when he gets to eight or 10,000 assists like LeBron right now, if he plays that long, Mike, okay, that's when I got to 3,000. That's how I'm looking at that picture. I don't think Trey is necessarily unhappy. I do think some guys, as we talked about, Mike, are going to be potentially on the move. Right. But, but what are we getting in return? And that's going to be the big question for the Hawks. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Let's talk about the game because there was no Devin Booker last night, nope. but they were in control from start to finish. Yeah, Chris Paul had a bad night at the office, and uh, DeAndre Ayton, you know, he is okay, but it was really complete. And where the whooping really started was in the second quarter. That's when the Hawks couldn't really miss. Phoenix couldn't get anything cooking, and then they just rode it. The only beef, and again, it's hard to have a beef when you're in complete control. Yeah. And I, I heard Randy McMichael talk about it, and I agree. I just thought last night, because you like, you know me, man, I'm banging the drum for A.J. Griffin. Jalen Johnson, A.J. Griffin, get your rookie. He's in, man. Get more minutes for your rooks. Get more guys. Right? They, they got to learn the NBA game, the uh, the NBA wall, right? You only play about 30 games in college. So why don't you let these guys get some extra minutes? But that's, you know, that's a nice problem to have. Last night, Trey with a double-double. DeJounte doing his things. What this, what's it supposed to look like? Can they build on it? That's the key. Let's hear Nate talk about getting and setting the tone early. This is something we did last night. And, again, I'm not making excuses. I don't care if Book is there or not. Mm-hmm. We'll see the Suns in about, you know, a week and a half. He'll probably play against us, but you play who's out there. Here's Nate. I thought we got off to a good start. I thought we um, established our defense early. Uh, We had really good ball movement in that first half, had 18 assists uh, in the first half, and now we was doing a better job of defending without fouling. 19 threes. Hmm. It's funny because the Clippers came in here and hit 19 against us right. the other night. And we go on the road and we hit 19. It was a good outing for our Hawks. Nate was also talking about the three-point shooting, which was a big plus last night. I thought the pressure was better. Uh, we did a good job of getting up into the ball. Uh, our bigs were up. Uh, we did a good job of keeping them out of the paint and uh, not allowing them to uh, break us down to force help and kick out for the perimeter three. Yeah, I mean, when you knock down a season-high 19 threes, Mike, you better win by 30, and that's kind of what we did. Yeah, and as we said, this was uh, Trey, uh, you know, he only attempted three three three-pointers, but he made all three. And this was something you and I, like if there's something you could criticize is the explosive nature. Unless, you know, this has been a – unless there's a master plan, Carl, that we're not privy to. And Trey is budgeting. He's – Managing his minutes, okay. managing his okay. effort. Right. I don't know. I mean, he didn't get to the stripe like he normally does last night. Didn't need to. But last night, he made his threes. I just think if you're going to get to the next level with this team, that, that explosive takeover the superstar thing has got to happen a little more frequently. Last night, Trey was right on pace with a double-double. All right, what do you guys think? You can always find us on social media. Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Em Up. See Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow us. 
at 929 The Game. That is the radio station. We're on the gram and Facebook as well. And we're live on Twitch. Big shout out to Jason. We call him Whispers. He is running the cameras today, so you get a chance to see us on Twitch if you go find us at 929. All right, it's ATL 929, by the way, on Twitch. Um, The other thing, as far as the NBA, Mike, and, and the Hawks are concerned, you know, we said, how do they manage this road trip? So right now you're one and one, okay? We had lost, by the way, four of our last five. That's right. why right. this was so alarming. And I said, well, there's a chance we could go on, on this road trip and lose all these games. You're one and one. You got the Jazz on Friday. Then you get a back-to-back against the Nuggets. That might be the two toughest games when you talk about a back-to-back on the West Coast that you might see. I mean, outside of, you know, Golden State and the Lakers, but even the Lakers right now are not, not great. So – Let's continue. If we come back 500, I'll feel a lot better about this road trip. Right, because it, it is a beast of a road trip. Uh, we are now uh, 26, 26, 30 games to go, Carl. And with 30, I looked at the, look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Uh, this is according to Tankathon, which does all the math, because I, I just cut and paste. Tankathon, is, are they saying this is what you yeah. have to do to tank? No, no, but this is just forever. That's what their name is for their little Twitter okay. page. Right. But they do compute all the different uh, mathematical things, which you and I would take too long to do. So here's where we stand. But the uh, battle for the four, five, six seed, right? We got thirty games to go. We have the eighth toughest schedule in the NBA. Mm. But here's what's interesting: the guys ahead of us, Knicks, have the third toughest. Okay, which is good. The Heat, who are uh, last, they're in the six seed. The Knicks and us are battling for that six spot. The Heat have the twelfth toughest, so a little bit uh, easier than us. Cavs got the 29th toughest, or the 29th. Some would say the easiest. Yeah. And then the Nets have the ninth toughest. And there again, these are the teams that are locked in for those four, five, and six. I mean, if you want to get to the Cavs, they're going to probably not be beatable because they got an easy schedule. Nets, not so much, and the Heat, not so much. It's doable, is what you're saying. Yeah, if we, get, if we go on one of those heaters like we did two years ago to get to where we were, we were the, what, the fifth seed that year. That's right, yeah. And then, you know, found ourselves in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. Finals. Uh, those are good numbers to know. Those are good things to look at. We just got to piece it together. And, again, the picture last night, to Mike's point, if everybody's happy, and we hope they are, <laughs> right. then let's play like it. And we need to do that night in and night out. There are no off nights now. There are no – I mean, and I'm not saying a guy can't get hurt or any of that. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. there are no off nights where you go, well, you know, we'll beat these guys. Every game matters moving forward because of what Mike is talking about when you start talking about these standings. So I'll say this. If we end up being a top four team – Things have clicked. All of a sudden, something has happened with this team, mm-hmm. and I'm going to feel really good heading into the playoffs. If we're in the play-in tournament, I think we're one and done. I because, you're right. I, because it hasn't happened, and whatever was supposed to happen didn't click. So they got 30 games to figure it out. And I know you say, well, is that enough? Yeah, it's enough. 30 games because part of the first part of the season, we didn't even have everyone healthy. Steve Coonan kept telling us, wait till we get back everybody. Wait till we get back everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's what they wanted to do to evaluate Nate to right. the fullest. Again, guys, if you go do the play-in games like we did last year, we drew the heat. They were the number one seed. This year, it's Boston. Good night. I don't want that. You, they, goodbye. You know, good, good night, Irene. So I'm with you. Let's try to uh, you know, stall, forestall that one. And I'd like our chances with the Sixers just because of how we handled them two years ago. Yeah, I'm with you, man. All right, we got plenty more to dive into. Mike mentioned it. Our buddy Bobby Abear is going to join us at 3 o'clock. What are we getting in our new D.C.? And we'll talk about what else is going on with the Saints. I told Mike, it's it's been a while, but I kind of feel like we've got a leg up on them. For the first time in a while, right? No Drew Brees, no right. Sean Payton. Dennis Allen wasn't impressive. Now we steal one of their guys from their coaching staff who's highly touted. Kind of feel like we got a leg up. We'll talk to Bobby Abear coming up. When we come back, though, we'll hit some headlines next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
This is Jim Rome with the CBS Sports Minute. If any this is former assignment with the CBS Sports Game. Ten days away from the Super Bowl. We have no rooting interests because, well, we just want to be entertained. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 929 the game. I tell you guys that all the time when you say, well, who do you want to win? Listen, I'm gonna be at a Super Bowl party like most of you, chilling. And I just want the game to be interesting. I don't want to at halftime turn the game off. Well, I'm not going to because Rihanna's performing. But right. I, that's, I don't want to say after the halftime show, I'm kind of done with the game. I hope this is not a blowout. I don't think it's going to be. I think we're going to get an entertaining game. But, Mike, it's interesting because the Giants who lost to the Eagles in the, in the playoffs, and the Eagles, by the way, a plus 55-point differential. That's how good they've been in these playoffs. Mm-hmm. Again, in the, you know, the Giants and obviously last week. But um, <laughs> New York Giants safety Julian Love basically saying Nick Sirianni, well, he's in for a free ride right now. You and I could coach this team because of the talented <laughs> roster that the Eagles have. Wow. He's taking shots, and he says, look, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. He's in for a free ride right now. You guys could coach this team as he was talking about the Eagles. Um, I don't know about that. I still think good coaching matters, but you do have to have great players. And they got a bunch of great players. There's no doubt. I think they got eight you know, all pros on that team this year and a bunch of pro bowlers. But just to say anybody could be coaching it, I, I think he is doing a, ph- a phenomenal job right now. I mean, the last time I heard a coach get a complete lack of respect as a head coach was probably George Seifert. For the younger oh, guys, yeah. the younger guys, he took over for Bill Walsh, and everything was on the rails. And he took over. That was the fifty-five ten beat down of the Broncos. And then it, was, then it was basically every year Cowboys or 49ers to win the championship, right? Yeah, for the, for the better part of half the nineties. But uh, yeah, George Seifert was one of those guys. I can't say that about Sirianni. I read Peter King uh, on Monday. I was reading you know, his Monday morning quarterback or whatever they call it these days. And he said the same thing that you and I said. He goes, man, after you, once you get past that dreadful initial press conference, so we weren't the only guys that were jamming it up. But the dude, it, all that matters is that the players respond, and he's put a good staff together. You still got to coach these guys. You, I mean, hypothetically, the Cowboys have got as much talent as anybody, but they do not put their players in a place to succeed. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with that. And you know, the other guy that kind of took over a situation like this, and, and, and Nick's been there a couple of years, so it's not like he stepped into this. They, this was built, and then he had to develop Jalen Hurts. And they had to write all the uh, run all the right things, but you know we talk about Barry Switzer, right? When he took over for Jimmy Johnson, Switzer just stepped in. He had a loaded team, and literally it was just don't screw it up. I don't know if that would be the case if Nick Sirianni left tomorrow and you said here's the next coach, just don't screw it up. But I do think there's some disrespect there. More on the Super right. Bowl coming up as uh, we'll be talking to guests next week and heading out to Phoenix to talk to people out there at the Super Bowl. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Turtle behind the glass, our engineer, Bo Morgan, executive producing the day. Coming up 3 o'clock, Bobby Bear, Mike. We will talk about where we are and what are we getting with our defensive coordinator. And you, sir, are putting uh, some positivity in my life today by feeling maybe the worm has turned from our nemesis, the Saints. And it was funny, during the commercial break, I look at Carl, I go, guess what I got today? In the mail. What'd you get? The bill, the first, my first quarterly part of the bill to pay my season tickets for the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before you hit send, you're like, are we going to the, I mean, I'm still going to pay for the tickets, but I mean, is this year <laughs> I might be paying for extra games and playoffs and maybe, and so hit send and there you go. So in for a penny and for a pound. Let's hope, let's hope so. It'd be nice. Mm. Um, I, I will say this, and I don't know what we're going to do in free agency and I have no idea what's going to happen in the draft right now. We need to be in the playoffs. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm happy with four, six, or seven. Win. We need to be in the playoffs next year. What about the quarterback? I don't care about all that. 
We need to be in the playoffs. And you can't tell me with what you've seen around the NFL that teams can't turn it around. Mm -hmm. The Jags were horrible. The Jags were in the playoffs this year. Well, you don't even have to make it. See, this is one of those things. This division, we've seen teams go from worst to first. We've been one of those teams that's done that. We did it in in 08. The Saints have done it. But the thing is, we just saw a Tom Brady team be under 500 and go to the – you got to win this division. And you laid it out yesterday. Everybody is in a state of flux. Yeah. New coaches, new pieces, losing pieces, no quarterbacks. You know, we technically, are, we feel we have Desmond Ritter star in there. But other teams are struggling to find that guy right now in our division. It's going to be interesting. It's Dukes and Bell. Turtle, let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. Oh, last night, Hawks win. They win big. Uh, 132-100. Yeah. 32-point victory. Mm. Now, again, no Devin Booker on the floor for the Suns, but you handle your business. And last night, Mike, again, balanced scoring. DeJounte Murray, 21 points. Trey Young, 20 and 12. But what's the complaint, Mike? What are we hearing from people still about what Nate is doing? Well, the only beef, and I don't want to look, when you do what you did yesterday and you blew him out of the gym basically in the second quarter, the only argument, and it is semantics, is why don't you get the rookies more minutes? Why don't you give more valuable minutes to guys? So then, heaven forbid, there are injuries which always seem to crop up, especially with this franchise. Then a guy like Jalen Johnson's got a little extra. And a guy like A.J. Griffin's got a little extra experience. I don't see the harm in that. I don't really understand why. And last night was the perfect opportunity to get those guys 30 minutes at least. But they didn't. But Nate didn't do that. No, he did not. Trey Young uh, achieved a milestone, 3,000 assists. He was talking about his assist record or his milestone. Uh, This is courtesy of Valley Sports. Trey, you talked about how good of a passer you are. You have a 3,000 assists now for your career. He got his his assists. (laughs) (laughs) You become the second youngest player with 8,000 points, 3,000 assists, uh, 1,000 rebounds. Just what does that honor mean to you behind LeBron? Uh, I mean, it's cool. I mean, for me, wins matter more than the stats. But anytime you're mentioned with Grayson, uh, the work you put in, uh, off, this, off the court in the summertime, and it translates onto the court. I mean, it, it means a lot to me, and I hope it means a lot to my teammates because that's who I do it for. And you can't get an assist without your teammates, so that's one of my favorite, I mean, stats because of that. So I just I take pride in getting, getting my teammates involved and scoring when I need to, but I can't do it without them. You hear, ah, in the background, that's DJ in the background talking. Ah! Yeah, so he's clowning around <laughs> if you missed it last night because uh, hey, it was a late hear. game. Right, good to hear. You and I started the show talking Absolutely. about photo op and, and whether, you know, you guys want to read too much. I had one guy go, doesn't look like any dysfunction there to me. Good. That's great. We don't want dysfunction. We want functionality. We want this team to make a run. I even hit, I hit Trey back on Twitter. I go, let's turn that positivity to a nice run, you know? Like, in, lock into a playoff spot, which is what we're here to do. Dan Peterson on social media says, uh, guys, we need more 32-point blowouts. Yes. He says uh, there was no stress in the final minutes. It was the best road win of the season over a red-hot Phoenix team. I'm not going to disagree with that. I- I'm not going to disagree with that. I- I- I'm with you. Listen, mm. I wasn't stressed like we normally are where you're going, oh, they're going to blow this. But it, it, when you start the way we did, when you play defense the way we did, when you shoot the way we did, 19 threes, guys. Right. When you assist, to Trey's point, the way we did, this is what you get. You get solid, complete games. It doesn't matter if it's the Suns. It doesn't matter if it's the Bucks. This is how they have to play. The problem is it's been too inconsistent. Now you get Utah. Utah's just one game over 500. Not an impossible task. You know, Utah's – and now it's part of this road trip. That'll be on Friday night. Hear it right here on 92.9 The Game at 9 o'clock. But let's go get it. 
I mean, this is this is what we thought we were off to with that five-game win streak, only to really lose some ugly games like that Charlotte game, which really drove us crazy. Yeah, it really did. Meanwhile, in the NFL, Mike, Frank Reich held his presser for Carolina. Listen to what he said about their quarterback situation. You got to have stability at quarterback. You, you, you know, you want to have stability at quarterback. So um, the good thing that I've learned in my past experience here, uh, in the past experience in a few years, is we've learned how to adapt to different styles of quarterbacks. But that's not the ideal situation. So okay. does that mean they're drafting one? Yes. I Doesn't it sound like it? Yeah, it you, does. I don't think you could trot out another retread for that fan base. And we, and by the way, as much as we get into it with New Orleans, when you and I were up there in Charlotte for the Carolina game, those are like the most nice laid-back fans. There's never like there's never any hostility when you go to them. Maybe we bring the hostility as Atlanta fans. They but are those, nice. But those they fans are. are nice. That was funny. Remember when uh, you and I were laughing? When Mariota did the hand grenade toss, the two guys sitting in front of us go, what the hell was that? They're Carolina fans. But, yeah, they've got to go get something off the tree. C.J. Stroud, how's that sound? Think C.J. Stroud will be there for them? Uh, is he not the f- well, yes. That's Bryce. Uh, Bryce is going to be the first Will Levis is kind of like Will Levis is the guy that kind of dictates where Stroud goes. If Levis goes sooner than than Stroud, then you, then Levis perhaps goes to Carolina if they're inclined. Yeah, I do think you're right. I think they they're going to draft a quarterback. It was just interesting him talk about stability at, at quarterback, and I'm like, hmm, that doesn't sound like he's got Sam Darnold in his back pocket. No. All right, uh, that's Frank Reich, by the way. More on. The NFL Blitz and what's going on. Scott Pioli, a former member of our front office, was talking about Tom Brady. We're going to let you hear that. And what did Al Michaels say about Brady's retirement? That's on the way here in less than 35 minutes. Um, Mike, last night, UGA lost. But I just want to point this out. And I'm talking about men's hoops. They lose to Auburn. They had beaten Auburn at home. Right, they're going for the sweep. Yeah. Okay. But what a difference. Mike White is making at UGA with this basketball team. And they have a shot, Mike, to, to get into the tournament. The dogs are 14 and 8, 4 and 5 in SEC right. play. Um, I, I didn't expect them to be where they are right now. Now, last night, you know, it was one of those things on the road. Auburn wanted payback. They got it 94-73. But I'm only mentioning this to say if, if Mike White has them in year one right here. It's not going to be long before they're making the tournament every year, and Mike White is making the difference with the coaching job he's doing. And I know Gator fans were kind of like, I, I don't know what the vibe was in, in Gainesville, like happy to see him go because he wasn't getting up there to the lofty standards of Billy Donovan, which maybe nobody gets back to at Florida. But he was getting in the tournament, but they were getting bounced early. In this case, he just shows you how completely useless Tom Crean was at the end. I'm sorry. There's no other way to explain it. This is competent coaching. Yes. Making the most of the talent, having a plan, and now we're hopefully going to build on that, bring more and more studs in because Mike White's a really good coach. You know, just being average at Florida beats almost anything Georgia's rolled out in the last decade. Yeah, and you're seeing it. So, dogs lose, but I'm just telling you, I've been impressed this season Me too. with what he's done. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Headlines brought to you by ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live. Live well. Where is he going to go get his offensive coordinator? We're going to tell you about it next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If you want Georgia to remain the dominant force in college football, you're hoping Todd Munkin stays. But there's a chance he may go. But meanwhile, Mike, Alabama is looking for a new offensive coordinator. And you could arguably arguably say that, you know, he's had his fair share, right? Doug Nussmeyer mm-hmm. was there. Lane Kiffin was there. Uh, Brian Dable was there. Bill right. O'Brien was there. I mean, you start going through the names and you realize – Okay, he's pretty much got the right guy every time they've needed a new offensive coordinator. But now, Mike, they're saying that Alabama is targeting Notre Dame's offensive coordinator, his name's Tommy Reese, as their top target. He's 30 years old, and he would be Saban's youngest coordinator since Will Muschamp held a position for LSU back in 2002. Listen, I'm not a big guy on age. Listen, you're either ready or you're not, right? right? I mean, we, we, we all get caught up. He's not ready. That, that's so old school to me. But is this the right guy? That's the question. Well, a lot of uh, Alabama fans are looking at this last season uh, for Notre Dame. Remember, it was the first year of Marcus Freeman. They got off to a really brutal start before they got things in gear and kind of put his stamp on it. Uh, because, as you guys know, Coach Kelly Bryant, my family, he went down to LSU <laughs> and took some of the staff there. So there was some turnover. And they also broke in a new quarterback. But they were really middle of the road in every category. A year ago, better. So a lot of Bama fans are going, mm, lukewarm on that hire right now. That is going to be the hire. Because yeah. they're looking at, look at the numbers. Look, and look at, at the numbers. You're right. But you, know, Georgia last year, top like five in offense. But you, you know? said to me at I'm some... With my family. Thank you. Thank you, Coach Kelly. He said, you said to me, though, at some point, the luck runs out, right? He's gotten it right almost every single yeah. time. I said to Carl, I said, sooner or later, you know, you're going to come up snake eyes with one of these hires. You know, and, and that's going to be, you know, when you start to say, wow, did... You know, did you knock it out of the park with this hire? And a lot of again, a lot of pundits are saying it's it's an okay hire, um, unless you know you say that Saban is look. He's got the number one recruiting class in the country. He's always been able to do this, and there's no 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 reason to think he won't find another great young coach. It's generally though, if we're honest, it's a constant endless loop between him and the Patriots. You know, with the exception yeah. of a guy like Sarkeesian he brought in, because that's the, that's the saving car wash, Lane Kiffin. But then you talk about Dable and Bill O'Brien. These are guys that generally have a tie between his good partner in crime, you know, Bill Belichick. But he did turn around the, the careers of, you know, Lane Kiffin did have to go cool his heels down at FAU. But Lane Kiffin, certainly Sarkeesian now the man at, uh, at Texas. So maybe Reese will be that guy. But, you know, at some point, maybe you say, I don't know. 
don't know about that. You, you, you gain about a thousand with your assistant coaches. Uh, he's been with Notre Dame since 2017, if you're wondering. So, again, this is the rumor that's out there. I don't start him. I just talk about him once they're out. And, Mike, let's talk about the dogs. Because yesterday we had Connor Riley on, and Connor was saying that it's not about money for Todd Munkin. Because we keep thinking, okay, if you want to raise, at least for me, just go knock on the door of the AD, Josh Brooks, and say, I need a raise. I just want two chips. He's saying that there is – Maybe this deep down notion for Todd Munkin that at some point he does want to return to the NFL. He doesn't stay places long. He's not right. been anywhere. He's a gypsy. Than yeah. Four years. So, so basically, Connor Riley from Dog Nation was saying, "Listen, guys, there's a real chance that this may happen. I don't know if he's going to take the Tampa Bay job. We'll see. But if that happens, Mike, your fear is like a lot of dog fans right now. What happens? Well, then you know, Mike Bobo is there as a consultant, and you know, Bobo has got to be arguably the most polarizing name." In Georgia football. I mean, you take it back to the Mark Rick days and you say, look, the, 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 some people say he ran the ball. Run the ball, you throw the ball too much, this and that. It all depends on what game you were watching. I just think there was a lack of clutch on Mark Rick's teams. I, I, I don't know. I think with Kirby you know, and his brain trust and the way that defense is built and the, and the talent, you could also argue that Bobo, with the exception of before he took the Colorado State job, you got more talent coming through this, uh, this team than he ever had under the Mark Rick years. So I, I'm I'm not anti Bobo, but I do know if you want clickbait, just type Bobo in UGA and people <laughs> lose their minds. It's true, one way or the other, they feel right. some kind of way, um, and, and even if it's not fair. And part right. of what Connor was saying yesterday, you can go listen to the interview at Odyssey.com. He was saying, listen, when Bobo left, this offense was averaging 40 points a game. Right. Like we forget the problem is we weren't winning chips. Had Bobo look, Bobo did and should have. If but this goes back, Mark Richt and Bobo, are we gonna are we gonna spike the ball and try to get something inside the ten yard line on that final play? That's see, that's what that lies on Bobo's feet. You know, that's part of where you're at. Yeah. You know, the 2012 team was the best Mark Rick team that did ever won a championship. That's that's a team that would have gone on and greased Notre Dame. They lost to Bam, of course, here in the SEC championship. I uh, I don't know. I mean, it, here's what I do know: Kirby goes with guys he trusts. He did it when he brought, you know, um, Muschamp back, right? right? He, 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 goes with, guys. he goes with guys he trusts. And, and if Bobo's in the building and they have a history, he's going to go with the guy he trusts. I don't necessarily think Bobo was as bad as we thought. I agree with you. I just think they didn't win at a high enough clip that you felt like it was always the offense that was coming up short right. and leaving Georgia shorthanded and why we didn't win chips when he was, was the OC. Either way, we'll wait to see how it plays out. But, guys, mm. Alabama and Georgia could be. Now, right now, Georgia's fine. But they could be trying to replace their OC. And I think whoever wins that battle, Mike, it's kind of like who gets a leg up is probably who's going to be favored. If you ask right. me, uh, heading into the fall because of – you're going to have two new OCs potentially for both, both programs. Now, the last time I really went in on Bobo would have been before you and I were working together. It was the year Boise State played Georgia at the Georgia Dome. Okay. Remember this the funky helmets? Remember they, they had like the, the crazy red lids and Boise State had those white with the horse's head on it? And instead of just pounding the snot out of Boise State and establishing ground control with your great run physical physicality run game, they get into a dialer score. They decide to come out throwing, which to me was the most asinine game plan. Remember, we asked Coach Rick about it at the time. Yeah, and that's what those are the kind of things which they went on to lose to Boise State in that game was a kicker sets the tone for the season. Those are the, that was twenty eleven. That's the stuff that drives people crazy. You, you zig when you should zag. I guess that's the that's the critique on both amongst others. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. Concerned? Not concerned at all. Kirby's got it under control. Chris, let's get a poll question up at Dukes and Bell nine two nine. If, in fact, Todd Munkin leaves, Alabama's currently looking for a new coordinator. 
they're already out there searching. And again, they're looking at Notre Dame's co- coordinator as we speak. But nothing's official and, and finalized yet. But as we said, if Munkin stays, I, I got I to gotta give the dogs a nod. That's just where I'm yeah. at if he stays. Squidbeard's got in my ear. Those are the pro-combat Nike uniforms I was referring to back in Is that what the name of them was? Yeah, that was the red. The it was, it was, I, you know me. Old-fashioned, you got great uniforms. You don't need to mess with it, but the kids love that stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's what Oregon started, and everybody loves it. They were silver with the black G, and then they had a big, I mean, a gigantic red stripe right down the middle with, like, a black face mask. Uh, I think Aaron Murray was on that team as yeah. well, by the way. I was there with Johnny Plops, and I knew from the look at the helmets. It was not going to be a good day. Well, listen, and, and George has done this. Kirby's not done it as much because <laughs> he just <laughs> he's a traditionalist, I believe. But right. he's not done it as much as, you know, sh- uh, shaking up the uniforms and the jerseys and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, Mike, come on, let's, that wasn't the reason why they lost. They no. had more talent than Boise no. State. They had a nice big drive, and then they started zipping it all over the place. That's, that's the th- but those are the things. And it's, by the way, every, there are some people that love Mike Bobo and there's people that hate Mike Bobo. Yeah, that's but, right. that, but I just don't want even to cross that threshold because Todd Munkin has done an amazing job. And you can't argue. Look at the, num- look at the numbers with Todd Munkin. Look at the way they were ballsy in the uh, national championship game two years ago after the, after the fumble, come right back throwing the ball and, and Stetson executing. Yeah. I just think with Carson Beck, Whoever that quarterback's going to be, I really want Munkin at the controls. All right, we'll see what happens. We're just laying it out for you guys. It's something we were talking a lot about yesterday. And then with Alabama, uh, you know, again, the name coming out today about who they may be looking at just has us interested uh, in, in where this thing's going to go. And, and by the way, when you talk about these recruiting classes, again, it, it, it's nip and tuck. I mean, Georgia's there, Alabama's there. Right. This is, again, going to come down to who makes plays. If, in fact, they end up playing, you know, you look at the schedule, Georgia's schedule was so favorable for them next year. They were supposed to play Oklahoma, but the SEC said, look, we're going to be dealing with SEC uh, schedules with Oklahoma, so we need you to drop them. So it was at Ball State came in. That's right. So, again, it's not like Georgia's saying, like, we're going to do what Jeremy Foley used to do with Florida. Let's play patty cakes. But it just worked out that way. Things are in a really good spot for a nice sort of slow burn for your younger players at the new positions. All right. And if you're wondering why Alabama, um, again, ends up with the top class, they just got a few more five stars. Like three or four. Um, Georgia, you, you and I were joking around yesterday, 20 of Georgia's recruits on this class are already enrolled. That's crazy. Yeah, they're all, some of those guys are practicing immediately after some of their state championship games enrolled and went, and they're going to be ready for spring ball. But, you know, that's really the fundamental difference. Like, Georgia had more uh, four stars than the University of Texas. So that's how they do this, guys. And it's a, you know, a measured system. But it, it, to me, it's minuscule. It's if you were to ask me if I line, if we line these right. guys up and you said, well, what's the difference? You wouldn't be able to tell. It still comes down to Nick Saban and Kirby Smart doing what they do and having great coaches around them. And there is a chance that, that the dogs may lose one of their great coaches in, uh, in Todd Munkin. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, 404-741-0929. Our buddy Sean Harrison sends us a tweet from ESPN, and it says the Hawks are right in the middle. And he's talking about the record and against the East – and how the Hawks are against the West. And I said to him, we're mediocre. Nobody wants to say it. That's what we've been. It's not like we've been dominant. That clutch metric, which, again, I'm always looking for somebody to come up with a clutch metric, and some of the nerds who do this for the NBA have come up with Nerds! And it's interesting because we don't do well in in the clutch. Last night was a complete whooping of the Suns. Let's do more of that. Bobby A. Bear is going to join us. We'll find out what we what we're getting in Ryan Nielsen and we got some other stuff we need to talk about with the great Bobby Abear. We'll do it next on Sports Radio 929 the game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. <laughs> 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.